Hey, this is Taylor Strickland. I'm one of the pastors at Second Baptist Church West Campus, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message teaches you, inspires you, and strengthens your faith. To learn more about a Second Students ministry, just check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Search Second Students West. Enjoy the podcast. So today we're going to be talking about sexuality. Um, I know a lot of times at the church we try to frame sexuality and say, uh, we're going to talk about purity, we're going to talk about relationships, we're going to talk about um, more, just more pleasant ways to frame the topic. Um, but straight up today, we're going to be talking about how to handle our sexuality in a godly way, in a godly manner. Um, so we're going to just go right into the scripture, 1 Corinthians Chapter 6, verses 12 through 14. It says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. Verse 13 goes, you say, food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Now, take note of this next verse, verse 14. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. And I know uh, those of you who have sticky notes on your mirrors, or those of you who like to memorize verses, like Aaron was saying, a really cool verse to memorize would be this one. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us us also. That's something I want to put on my heart. I want to remember it. I want it to come up in the hard moments and the good moments that God will raise me from the dead just how he raised Jesus from the dead. So it goes on to verse 18. It says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So sexual sin is, if so, sexual sin is something you struggle with, Paul puts it really plainly here. He says, first of all, the body isn't for sexual immorality. That's not what it was built for. Its purpose is for the Lord. So that's the first thing. Second is God raised Jesus from the dead. He can raise you up from your sin. Third is sexual immorality is a sin against your body. And fourth, he says your body is not your own. God paid a hefty price for you, and you should honor him with your body. And so I have something that, kind of an image that has been with me for a couple of years. I remember seeing it in high school. And it kind of stuck with me, and it's not a Christian, it's not, it's just a little comic strip. So if we can get that up on the screen over here. So this is just kind of something that resonated with me from when I saw it, and it's, it says, I'll read it to you if you can't read it from where you're at. It's pretty big, so I hope you can read it from where you're at. Um, it says, for reasons unexplained, every person in the world is born with a large gaping hole in the center of their chest. While not uncomfortable, it is wildly considered unsightly, and pretty much everyone tries to fill it with something. It goes on to say, some people fill it with religion, others just buy a bunch of stuff, and some even fill it with other folks. And then it goes on to say, I left mine alone, though, because I found out when you run against the wind at just the right angle, it makes a whistling noise. Um, so I, I kind of thought it was a little funny, um, 
But the hole in the middle of the heart is something that like kind of struck me. I was like, I, I kind of understand that feeling of that emptiness, of that loneliness, that feeling where there's just something missing in my heart, something missing in my chest, something missing in my soul. And funnily enough, it kind of reminded me of a song from my childhood. I watched this TV show. It's like this really kind of unknown 90s TV show, uh, really obscure. It's called The Donut Man. Has anybody ever watched that? Okay, I got all the volunteers in the back. It kind of ages me a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm 23, I'm not that old, I promise. Um, but there's a song, and it goes, Life without Jesus is like a donut, because there's a hole in the middle of your heart. And it's, like, really catchy. I sang it in the office. It's, like, that song that I wake up every morning, and, like, every once in a while, it's in my head, and I'm like, where did this come from? Do you guys have songs like that? Yeah. Um, but truly, that empty feeling, that feeling of the hole in the middle of your heart, that feeling that mankind has experienced since the fall of man, since leaving the Garden of Eden, that feeling, that missing feeling of not being able to walk through the garden with Jesus, or with God, and not being able to talk with him and be in communion with him. And that peace missing, that peace that David tried to fill by stealing Bathsheba away, the feeling that Sodom and Gomorrah, the two cities, burned to the ground trying to find that missing piece. And that missing piece that Lot's wife, when she looked back on Sodom and Gomorrah, she was trying to fill in that piece with that longing for the cities and their sin. And so trying to connect, trying to connect that piece, trying to connect that hole in your heart and fill it with a person, with sex, with porn, isn't going to make you feel complete. It will leave you wanting more, is one thing, and the other thing is it's going to make you feel emptier than you were before. The enemy wants to make you think that you need relationships, that you need that feeling, that you need that feeling to be a whole person, that you need that to fill that gaping hole in your heart, that you need that sexual sin, that you need all those things. And he uses the world as his mouthpiece. He uses the world to say, oh no, this is good. That porn is good for you and masturbation and all that stuff is the kind of stuff that makes you feel one with yourself. And it empowers you and it gives you expression and it gives you freedom. Trust me, I've heard it. I've heard people in the world tell me that. And I've seen posts on the internet and I've seen like videos of people saying, this is good, this is empowerment, this is great, this is so good for you. And when you're in that situation, when I was in that situation where I was trying to find fulfillment in those things, I bought into what everybody had to say. I bought into that because I wanted to hear that, and so I heard it. And you want to believe it so bad. The world's made sex all about glorifying yourself, empowering yourself, pleasing yourself, and idolizing yourself, putting you first and everybody else next and putting God last. And so here's the thing, that's not, that's not what we were created for. That's not why we're here. And students, I'm not just talking to you, those of you with a porn problem. I'm not just talking to those of you who have messed up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. I'm talking to those of you who have romanticized a relationship and been on your knees praying for a relationship just because you want it to fill that hole in your life. I'm talking about those of you who put your significant others above God, 
that your significant other, that this goal, that this person is going to fulfill your life and this person is going to make you feel whole. And you see it in rom-coms all the time. You see those videos of, I don't remember who it was, but he says, you complete me. And she said, you had me at hello. We're not meant to be completed by another person. We're not meant to be completed by that feeling, by that urge. We're meant to be fulfilled by God. And Jesus died to mend that hole in our soul. The holes in his hands and the holes in his feet matched the hole in our heart. And three days later, he rose again. And three days later, he filled that hole in our hearts with the Holy Spirit. We were allowed to be filled by God. We are allowed to be in communion with God. We're allowed to walk through the garden with God once again. That hole that was left from the fall was fixed by Jesus dying on that cross for us, was mended. No other relationship, no other feeling, ideology, religion, or identity will even come close to completing you. It doesn't matter how hard you try, how hard you search. It doesn't matter how much of it you consume and put into your life. It's just going to make you feel emptier. It's not going to make you whole. And guys, I know, I know that's a lot easier said than done. Trust me, I know it's so easy to get caught in a string of doing something over and over and over again and saying, I'm going to change, I'm going to change. Next week, next month, I'm going to be different. And the next week, the next month comes along and it's just pushing it off and pushing it off. Um, But I want to encourage you. James said... if you want to read the book of James, it's awesome. Like, if you don't know where to start in reading your Bible, James is a really, really good book to talk about struggle and temptation and purification. And I want to encourage you that James said that our lives here on earth is but a vapor. It's here, and then it's gone. I know <clears throat> Francis Chan, he did an illustration where he had this big, long rope, and he just marked the end of it with a little red dot, with a little red piece of tape. He says, this is where we are now, and then you have this rest of the rope for all of eternity. And so I want to encourage you guys that when that temptation comes, when you want everything in the world but Jesus, take a minute, take a breath, take everything you have to think about your purpose. Get out of that headspace. Get out of that physical space if you have to. Walk outside, take a breath, and regain composure as the Bible says, regain sobriety, be fresh, be new, be ready to receive what God has for you and remember your purpose and start moving towards it. Something else I want to encourage you to do is to tell somebody that you know, that you love, that you trust wants the best for you, to tell them about your struggle. Girls talk to girls, boys talk to boys, Um, just keep those boundaries But I waited to tell somebody about my sexual sin until college. When my friend came up to me and she said, hey, I'm struggling with porn, I'm struggling with my sexuality. And I waited for her to come to me, for me to be able to say, this is something I struggle with too. I wanna encourage you guys to be that person, that first person that steps up and says, hey, this is really hard for me, I want you to hold me accountable. I want you to know my story and to help me grow towards God, to help me grow in my faith. 
And she helped me do that by her walking up and telling me that and being confident that I'm here for her and I'm here to help her grow in the Lord. And I know it can be super scary. It can be weird. It can be really uncomfortable, like super uncomfy, guys. Like that's not something fun to talk about with your friend on a Friday night when you're wanting to watch a movie and just chill. Like it's really uncomfortable. But to have that person, to have someone who is the Paul to your Corinth, who's willing to call you out when you messed up and willing to walk you through it in love, it's the best way to start growing and to get all of that out of your heart, out of your soul, out of that cavity in your chest and to start putting more and more of Jesus in there. And most importantly, like friends are great, talk to God about it. Tell God, hey, I'm struggling. Like, I know a lot of times we think, oh, I have to be super formal in how I pray, and that's a lot of times where I got stuck. I was like, I just have to tell God the good stuff. I have to do this for this and this and this and this. And sometimes it can just be on your way to school. Sometimes you could be walking the halls and just talking to God and saying, hey, this is something I'm struggling with. This is something I want to move forward from, and this is something I want you, an area where I want you to help me grow. One more thing before we pack our stuff up and head out for the week. I know messages like this, if you do struggle with sexual sin, I know messages like this can be super hard to hear. And I know that maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe in a week, you can feel super guilty about it. And you can feel so much shame. Because I know every time I sat in your seat and somebody taught me about sexual sin, I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like, how can I stand before the creator of the universe and talk to him when all of the things I have done, I've, I've done them? And the enemy uses that against us. He uses that and says, that hole that you're feeling right now, that emptiness, just keep, keep shoving all this stuff in there. Don't go for God. He doesn't, he doesn't want to accept you. He doesn't want your heart the way it is because you filled that cavity in your chest with so many bad things. You're whole, but you're not a good whole. You're not a God whole. And so I want to encourage you throughout the week, if you do feel that guilt, change, change your perspective and feel hope. Feel the knowledge that God can take all that away. God can clear all of that away, and he can fill you with himself. He can fill you with the Holy Spirit and with the gospel and with the truth and with his love and his holy, holy name. You can walk in the garden with God. You can commune with him. You can be one with him. And so if, you're, if, if in a day, in a week, you think you're, you're feeling that way, you're feeling like you have to do something just to fill your heart, just to feel whole, just to feel like a person again, I want to encourage you to remember your purpose, to know God, and to make God known. You're here for, for those two reasons, and you're, you have a purpose, you have a drive, you have a way to feel whole. And for some of you, it might not be sexual sin. You might be trying to fill that cavity in your chest with anger, with jealousy, with lust, with laziness, pride, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is for you, whatever you're trying to fill your chest with, whatever you're trying to fill your heart with to feel like a person, to feel whole, tell somebody and let your story become one of redemption. Let your story become one where you can bring the glory of God 
with it, where you can teach the gospel with your story, where you can tell people, I am whole because God made me this way. And do what he created you to do. If you can bow your head and close your eyes with me. God, thank you for bringing us all here today in community to learn about you and to learn about the hard things and the pretty things and the bad things and everything in between. Thank you for people who have gone through the same thing as us and who can guide us through it, for your truth and your gospel. And I pray that throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year, that you challenge us, that you help us grow through everything and move forward no matter how hard what it is we're struggling with it. And I pray that we find fulfillment in you and we find your love in all places. We love you and we praise you and it's in your name we pray. Amen.